Welcome to our message from May the 22nd, 2022. This is a message that I'll be sharing in a joint worship service between Forest Lake United Methodist and St. Paul United Methodist. St. Paul is our only uh, predominantly African-American United Methodist Church in the entire county. Uh, This Sunday, uh, our church, Forest Lake, and St. Paul are worshiping together as we continue to work on racial healing. For our text for that service, we're turning our attention to the book of Acts, the story about Peter when he crossed barriers. I must apologize as I began. I'm dealing with a bit of sinusitis, so if I'm if I'm hoarse in today's message, please forgive me. I hope the message is still a blessing to you. Our text comes from Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 48. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach uh, to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished at the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you continually call us to break down barriers that the world might know that God sent you to save us. Lord, help us to be barrier breakers in the power of your spirit. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Only hours before his death, Jesus prayed that we might all be one. He prayed, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world might believe that you have sent me. Do you hear that? When we are united, the world will see Jesus. Whenever God's people come together in Christian love, whenever we love one another, the world sees Jesus. Sadly, we have too little interest in answering Jesus' prayer too much of the time. Instead, we divide ourselves over and over again. We've divided ourselves over race. We've divided ourselves over gender and orientation, 
over denominations and nationality, over financial status, over worship style, over the way even that we baptize one another. We continue to divide up the body of Christ so thoroughly that no one can see Christ in it anymore. We've divided ourselves so completely that people can no longer see Jesus as he prayed that they might. We even blame our divisions on God. For too long, we excluded women from the pulpit in our churches because we believed God said so. And so we created false divisions between men and women, all because we thought that God wanted that. We've used the Bible to justify all kinds of separations. And in doing so, we've done harm to the body of Christ. Our divisions lead to crucifixion. It's our divisions that crucify Christ. They always have. When we divide, we distort the image of Christ. People have blamed God for our divisions for a long, long time. It goes all the way back into Old Testament days. In the Bible, Jews believed that God called them to separate themselves from Gentiles. Well, that's kind of strange because the Old Testament also tells us that the most righteous man in all the earth was a Gentile, a guy named Job. He was so righteous that God bragged on his righteousness, and yet he was a Gentile. But the Jews still believed that God had told them to isolate themselves, to cut themselves off from Gentiles as being godless people. The Old Testament Israelites believed that God would never allow Moabites into their assembly, into their worship. Even though Ruth was a Moabitess, and she's the heroine of the story that bears her name in the Bible, Ruth the Moabitess. And yet the Jews wanted to separate from Moabites. They even believed that God called for the extermination of the Canaanites. They were so tribal in their belief of God that they believed that genocide was part of his plan. Well, that's the religious system that shaped Peter. That's what he grew up with. Peter's religion taught him that it was inappropriate to even have a conversation with a Gentile. Entering the home of a Gentile would make Peter unclean. That would mean he would not be allowed to attend worship in his own synagogue or in the temple for a period of time until he had purified himself. And sitting down to a meal with the Gentiles, well, that was just downright sinful to Peter. He would be eating things that God said not to eat. But it's not God that builds walls between us. That's us. It's us. It's our religion. It's our interpretation of God that creates walls between us. God actually knocks down walls. God has a long history of breaking down barriers between us. Earlier in chapter 10, we see an example of that. Before Peter went to Cornelius' house, God showed him a vision. God lowered a sheet with all sorts of animals on it. Now the sheet was filled with animals that were both clean and unclean stuff that was perfectly fine for Peter to eat, mixed in with reptiles and other animals that were unacceptable. They were unkosher. And, and God shows all of these clean and unclean together. And then he says to Peter, kill and eat. And Peter refuses. Peter disobeys God on the pretense of obeying God. I want you to hear that. Peter 
tells God that he will not do what God said to do because he's too religious to obey God. He's too locked into the religious dietary rules to actually obey what God is telling him to do in the vision. But God insists. Three times God shows him the vision, tells him to kill and eat all of it. Well, Peter's objecting, but God finally says, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Don't call anything impure that God has made clean. Whomever God has blessed, whomever God has called, whomever God has sanctified, is cleansed. And who are we to accuse or judge or point a finger at those? God uses that vision to lead Peter where he would not have gone on his own. God uses that vision to lead Peter into Cornelius' house, a Gentile, a Roman soldier, an enemy of Israel. God leads Peter to be a barrier breaker. God turns Peter into a barrier breaker in Cornelius' home. Peter preaches in Cornelius' house and discovers that God makes no distinction between people. God pours out the Holy Spirit on the Gentiles in the same way he did the Jewish believers, even with the evidence of tongues. God transforms Peter's understanding and in doing so transforms the early church. This story in chapter 10 becomes part of the testimony that Peter uses in the Jerusalem council in Acts chapter 15 to convince the early church that it's time to open up to the Gentiles. In Acts 15, the question up for debate is whether Gentiles can be included in the church. And Peter, arguing off of his experience with Cornelius, argues alongside Paul that God has opened up, that God has poured out the Spirit on the Gentiles as well. It's because of what happens in Cornelius' home that the church is convinced in Acts 15 and that the mission launches out to Gentiles. And before you know it, Christianity spreads throughout the entire known world. Now you hear that. Jesus' prayer in the garden is answered. When Jews and Gentiles become one in the faith, the world knows that God sent Jesus and the entire world is transformed because of the unity that comes from breaking barriers in Cornelius' home. When barriers come down, the love of God spreads. It happened 2,000 years ago. It will happen now. When God's people are undivided, the world will see Jesus, <clears throat> just like Jesus prayed in the garden. That's what happened in the book of Acts. The church united, and it changed the world. But sadly, we keep tearing ourselves apart. Methodists were wrong in 1844 when we tolerated slavery. That division never should have happened. We should have stood against slavery with boldness and conviction when we had the opportunity in 1844, and we were wrong. Methodists were wrong in 1939 when we segregated the church. We brought back two segments of the church, but we, we left it segregated by race, and we were wrong to do that. When we divide, we crucify Christ. Finally, in 1968, we integrated the church, but even then we didn't go far enough. We didn't do enough. And here, over 50 years later, the divisions still run too deep and the body of Christ is still injured. At each step, the message of Christ has suffered. 
but Christ is still praying for the church today that we may all be one so that the world will know the Father sent him. Jesus is still praying that prayer. I am praying it with him. I hope all of us together here are praying that prayer with him, that we might all be one, that the world might know that God sent Jesus with good news of forgiveness and salvation. Now, I believe today we're getting something right. As we gather in this service, we're breaking down old barriers, I hope. I believe that's true. And as we tear down those barriers, I pray that the world will see that the Father has sent Jesus. We are tearing down walls that divide us so that the world can see the light. Now, to be honest, we have a long ways to go, but we are moving in the right direction. Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 3, Christ is all and in all. Until we have welcomed all, we haven't really welcomed Christ. All means all. In the power of the Holy Spirit, may we tear down walls until the world sees the light of Christ. Amen.